This week's top stories. New York cannabis retailers left in limbo. Missouri cannabis companies face product shortages and price hikes after adult use launch. Curaleaf to restate certain previously issued 2022 and 2021 financial statements. Canada's sixth largest city overturns cannabis store ban. And Congressional Committee launches investigation into FDA's decision not to regulate CBD. Hi there, and welcome along to this week's edition of the Cannabis Weekly Podcast. Quick reminder, if you haven't yet, please do us a favor, click the follow button in whichever podcast app you're listening to this in. Now let's get into those stories. Writing for Business of Cannabis, Scott Matzer, co-founder and COO of Buffalo's Vitality CBD, explores the next steps for New York's cannabis retailers after a federal court upheld an injunction blocking the state's cannabis dispensary rollout in five regions earlier this year. Matzer highlights that this is because an applicant challenged the requirement that licenses be issued only to justice-involved individuals with past cannabis convictions with a significant presence in New York. Matzer writes, Looking ahead, there are some things the state can do to improve the situation for applicants. First, there needs to be a clarity surrounding the regular round of licensing. The conditional round is in a holding pattern, and it doesn't make sense to keep waiting to release information. So far, there's no official detail about the regular license. All stakeholders deserve this insight to get their applications ready as soon as possible. Likewise, the state needs to strengthen its approach to illicit cannabis. Missouri cannabis companies face product shortages. A strong demand from cannabis patients, local and out-of-state consumers, has resulted in product shortages and higher wholesale prices in Missouri, according to MJ Biz Daily. The publication notes that in some areas of the state, retailers are seeing foot traffic increase ninefold since expanding into recreational sales, and that with retailers and manufacturers buying bulk flour from only 50 cultivators, the price of wholesale flour has skyrocketed. The publication explores the state's problems with cultivation production being at less than half capacity and its problems with manufacturing, but notes that despite the early hiccups, Missouri adult use and medical retailers generated $126.2 million in sales in March, up nearly 23% over February. Curely to restate certain financial statements. Yesterday, Curaleaf announced in a press release that it would now have to alter its sales and forecasts for 2021 and 2022. This followed an internal review by the company's audit committee of certain purchases and sales of products through the company's wholesale channel to determine whether they had commercial substance and whether they were reported in a timely and appropriate manner. While Curaleaf said it was still finalizing the exact adjustment for these reported prior period, it expects the adjustments will result in a reduction of aggregate revenue for the full 2021 fiscal year of approximately 1.25% and a reduction of expected aggregate revenue for the full 2022 fiscal year of approximately 0.75%. As a result, subject to finalizing the adjustment described herein, the company expects its revenue for the fourth quarter of 20. 
2022 to be approximately 352 million US dollars and its aggregate revenue for the full 2022 fiscal year to be approximately 1.337 billion. Canada's sixth largest city overturns cannabis store ban. Mississauga, one of Canada's largest cities, has voted to allow retail cannabis stores to open there for the first time. This is according to MJ Biz Daily. The city of some 720,000 people was one of the 70 municipalities in Ontario not to permit cannabis stores after adult use legalization was passed in 2018. The move is expected to create significant opportunities for cannabis businesses in the area, including leading cannabis retailer High Tide. Being Ontario's third largest city, the Mississauga market presents us with a lucrative revenue and growth opportunity for both High Tide and our Cana Cabana brand. Given its size and scale, High Tide CEO Raj Grover said in a statement. Omar Khan, Chief Communications and Public Affairs Officer at High Tide, said he hopes Mississauga's decision will inspire other municipal holdouts in Ontario to rethink their prohibitions. Marijuana Moment reports that Representative James Comer, Chair of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee, is demanding that the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, turn over documents relating to the agency's decision not to regulate CBD products. In January, the FDA determined there is no regulatory pathway in place to enact rules allowing the non-intoxicating cannabinoid to be marketed as a food item or dietary supplement and that congressional action is required to develop CBD regulations. Coma stated, as science is catching up regarding the safety of CBD usage, it's imperative the FDA recognize its role in regulating these products. The lack of regulation of non-intoxicating CBD products have allowed for potentially dangerous products to enter the market in the form of Delta 8 and other hemp-derived intoxicants, leading to increasing concern that some products contain potentially dangerous ingredients due to the lack of regulation. And now, Europe's headlines. British Cannabis unveils its non-novel CBD supplements range this quarter. The full-spectrum whole plant cannabis oils, capsules and gummies currently available in the range mirror the complex phytochemical profile of the cannabis plant, ensuring you a fuller range of cannabis-associated benefits than CBD alone. The range's value lies in the traditional methods used to extract the primary cannabis oil ingredients, methods that predate 1997 and, therefore, exempt from novel foods regulations. Plus, with the option of adding plant terpenes, the oils can be tweaked in several ways for flavour and bring in the associated benefits of certain terpene profiles. Despite being non-novel due to being extracted without contemporary selective technologies, those full-spectrum products are legal for retail sale under the misuse of drugs regulations as they contain less than one milligram of THC per component part. David Rolson, British Cannabis Managing Director, commented, Since the launch of the FSA public list, at least eight reputable brands came on board to the British Cannabis White Labelling Service, having been able to secure inclusion within our dossiers after their previous manufacturers had been unsuccessful. However, whilst we can then ensure business continuity for them, there has been a stifling of innovation and brands in the sector. Now, with our non-novel CBD products, B2B customers can be excited to know that white-labelling CBD opportunities are essentially back again. The Maltese authorities have been accused of treating cannabis like plutonium as its cannabis reform programme falters. 
At the end of February this year, the Authority on the Responsible Use of Cannabis, ARUC, unveiled its recreational cannabis proposals, which are premised on health and aimed at harm reduction. However, these have been branded a sham as they include overly restrictive testing, waste disposal and handling requirements, bureaucratic recording mechanisms and potential fines of up to €10,000. Those looking to establish a cannabis harm reduction association on the Mediterranean island will have to find several hundred thousand euros to do so, it's been claimed. One island-based cannabis businessman told Business of Cannabis, the new recreational rules mean that you're going to have to put at least 500,000 euros up to 1 million euros to get it off the ground. French authorities have implemented a new temporary framework for CBD, allowing it to be registered and sold as a food supplement for the first time. According to the proponents of the new framework, this development will significantly expand opportunities for CBD businesses in the country, opening the door for products to be sold with confidence by France's largest retailers and pharmacies. However, others have suggested this presents the latest assault on full-spectrum CBD and hemp in France and represents an effort to not only push the industry towards one dominated by isolate CBD, but to one centred around an agro-industry focused solely on profits. As of February 24th, 2023, French CBD businesses have been able to register their products as a food supplement with the Directorate General for Competition, Consumer Affairs and Fraud Prevention, the DGCCRF, for the first time. This new framework is a temporary measure reportedly designed to provide some stability for CBD businesses until the European Food Safety Authority, the EFSA, novel foods regulation is completed. Dozens of employees of the long-standing cannabis company Tycoon Olam will be laid off after the company decided to close the cultivation activity on its two farms in Kafar Yehoshua and in Banawa Haka. The layoffs come against the background of very difficult results in the annual reports that showed a loss of approximately 35 million NIS, that's 7.7 million pounds, per year. The first cannabis company in Israel, which has been growing cannabis since the beginning of the 2000s, decided to reduce loss-making activities and become a sort of marketing brand only, marketing goods produced in satellite farms of third parties. Tycon Olam will stop growing cannabis altogether and close its two failed cultivation farms, which were unable to produce quality goods, despite tens of millions of shekels being invested in them. As part of the attempt to reduce loss-making activity, Tycon Olam will lay off dozens of the company's employees, including, of course, the farm workers, but also management, staff and some veteran employees. The company will continue, at least for the time being, to operate its pharmacy in Tel Aviv and its packaging plant in the north of the country, but there will likely be cuts there as well in order to try to stop the losses. We've got a few upcoming events to invite you to and really hope that we'll see you there. First of all, Cannabis Europa London takes place not long from now, actually, the 2nd and 3rd of May. Join policymakers, entrepreneurs, innovators and investors to shape the future of the maturing European cannabis industry and a market that's said to be worth £3.2 billion by 2025. Business of Cannabis New York will once again bring together the most influential businesses, financial institutions and policymakers from across the sector for a packed one-day programme providing best-in-class networking opportunities with key industry figures, sought-after insights, and a trusted knowledge hub for the New York cannabis industry. Get your tickets today and join us on October the 4th in New York. The links for the events in the show notes. 
Well, that's it for another episode of the Business of Cannabis weekly podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Whatever you've heard in this episode, you'll find more details of it on our website, businessofcannabis.com. If you're listening to this via Apple Podcasts, please do click the button in the top right of the playing screen to follow the show. It really helps new people to find us. I'll be back next week with another episode of Business of Cannabis Weekly.